Hey, hey everyone on YouTube. Um, I'm your player one, Oscar. Wow, everyone's just creasing. Uh, I'm your player one, uh, Oscar, the uh, games editor on the magazine. I'm joined by my player two, Ian Dean. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm leaving a pause for you. To, and uh, my player three, uh, Jess Kinghorn, <laughs> staff writer. And we're here to, to talk a little bit. Well, I'm here to talk a little bit about uh, Hitman the Third. <laughs> Hitman 3, which uh, I've been playing, um, I'm not sure, I think I can say how long I've been playing the game for, and it is a long time, many hours, I'll say that much, um, because we've got access to a large chunk of the game. Uh, as you know, Hitman is all about replayability, so I've replayed the, the, the missions many times that we can talk about, which is the first two in the, in the game. And also, I've replayed previous missions uh, from Hitman and Hitman 2, through Hitman 3 with all of the tweaks that that, you know, comes with. Um, so what's, what's been the biggest biggest hit you've done? What's the best hit in Hitman 3? Mm. Well, well, so that, so I'm going to preface this by, with a couple of things. All of the footage on screen is B-roll, so this isn't my playthrough. So don't expect things to match up to what I'm, I'm talking about. And uh, we can only talk about the Dubai mission and the Dartmoor mission. One of the biggest standouts to me was the first mission, Dubai. Welcome to Dubai, 47. It's not just like a, a normal tutorial mission, if that makes sense. It, it hits the ground running with like, here's like a big proper mission. It tutorializes elements through that first mission. You know, there's like a bit where you kind of need to enter the tower and you start on the outside. You like skydive in and you're like climbing around the outside, which is cool. So, so what what do you use to, to kill people? So what did you use to get your hit? Are there any quirky weapons or is it... As they said in the interview with us ages ago, you can push someone off the tower, uh, which is great. And there was one where I basically... I, I, I disguised up and I, there was a man who I had to kill. He was unaware of me. Well, he was aware of me, but he wasn't aware of what I was about to do. And you can kind of lure him to like peek over the edge a little bit. And obviously you can just, you can just punt him off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, great. Can you stand there and watch him? Can you stand there and watch him fall? I don't think I saw him fall all the way, but he, I did watch him. His body sort of ragdoll quite quite a few, and it kind of went past where I could see with the camera. You can look down quite far, and it is it is a bit dizzying because there there are parts. There's a lot of different routes because the Dubai mission is like a full on proper mission with like there's different levels. There's like an art show going on. And then there's like a penthouse at the very top, which is obviously very high secure. Um, you can kind of like open up a bunch of windows using the new camera. So there's like a camera now, um, which you can use to just take photos, but you can also use it to like hack stuff from a distance. And there's lots of quirky things to find. Like there is uh, the exploding golf ball does make a return in the Dubai mission. Well, I think I overheard an NPC like talking about that. I thought about what you said. Yeah, I changed my mind. It was an insane idea to start with. Exploding golf ball. I don't want blood on my hands. Yeah, so it's the same kind of thing where it's like there's there's both mission stories to follow where you're like overhear stuff like that, but then there's also other NPCs talking that kind of give you hints of things to check out uh, that are less kind of um, they're less kind of like categorically like mission chain elements. You know, it's like someone being like, oh yeah, I you know buying the exploding golf ball is a stupid idea, but I put it in the closet for now. <laughs> Just in case, you never know, you might need it. I'm just saying. But yeah, there's there's, there's tons to do in Dubai. It, it's it's really impressive. Um, you know, from doing things like that to disguising as like a personal security guard, um, and then like posing as like your targets, like 
bodyguard and then obviously you can get them another one where there's like this, this is quite an interesting one where i mean i don't want to just spoil stuff but um there's like a so basically there's like another assassin who's also there let's say and what? And another assassin and you can kind of re replace him a little bit i mean you know it's all disguises and, and all of that kind of fun um can you enable him i guess i guess <laughs> can, can he help? Can he take out the hit for you and you just kind of enable him and, and drop him in it at the last minute? No, he's there for different reasons. In the shadows, behind the everyday world, beyond the headlines and the seats of power, a hidden hand. Hitman 3 is very much the third game in the series. Like, it's still the Hitman that you come to love through Hitman and Hitman 2. Um, the changes feel, I suppose, a little bit less dramatic than, or a little less subtly dramatic than from Hitman to Hitman 2, like the mirrors or... What I was most, like, struck by was um, how, like, it, it does feel a step up presentation-wise, obviously, because uh, Hitman 2 had, uh, we all remember Hitman 2's cutscenes. Uh, well, they didn't go back to that. They they are like, you know, fully realized cutscenes here. It feels mm. like it just, and also just like from the very beginning of the Dubai mission where you're like skydiving in and you're on the edge of this massive skyscraper, just the scale of it feels much grander. It feels, yeah, it definitely feels like they've gone back to a bigger budget. I don't know how they've done it, whether it's this deal with the, you know, with Square Enix again or, or what, but yeah, like full on cutscenes, mm -hmm. like the story is quite a big deal. Mm -hmm. And what's kind of interesting is there's definitely some stuff that I can't talk about that I want to talk about right now. Um, but what's interesting is the story does very much play into the setup of the missions, especially on that first playthrough. Like, for example, the Dubai one where you start outside the skyscraper and you've got like nothing on you. Oh. You've got like no equipment and you've just got your skydiving suit. He does change into a like a Hitman Agent 47 suit quite quickly, but I'm kind of skirting around stuff because there's stuff I know that I can't say, but it does kind of inform, the story informs your approach and your entry into these missions and kind of what you start with. Obviously, as usual, once you've done it a few times, you do unlock, you know, mastery levels where you can hide mm -hmm. stuff, start in different locations and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, the, the story is definitely a pretty big deal. Um, and it's it's good as well. Cool. I mean, the story, from what I've seen, um, can we can we talk a bit about the Dartmoor mission in the, in the house? We can. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. There's, okay, just one, cool. there's just one more thing I wanted to highlight that sure. is a, kind of a weird addition that I'm not sure I'll, how much I am keen on it. Uh, is the the permanent shortcuts? There's kind of like a weird element now where you can unlock. Sh I think I like it, where you can unlock shortcuts that are then permanent for next playthroughs. No, so it's gone like the Soulsborne route. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird like Dark Souls thing. So what? Like, there's like a ladder that's like, say, in an up position. And once you figure out how to get up there, you can knock the ladder down. But then when you play the mission again, the ladder is always down. That's kind of interesting. I'm not it's sure kind how of I interesting. feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it either, but there's definitely been at times in previous Hitman missions where I've been like, oh, it's such a pain to like, yeah, right. Have to go all the way around to, to do this thing. Like Sapienza, like, bless its heart, I love it. And I played it a lot in this Hitman 3 version because it's like my favorite level. But you do always have to go and destroy that virus. And there's not that many ways to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the thing you'd always do is you you destroy the virus, then you create a save, and then you just keep reloading that save to get different targets. That's how I did it. Uh, so I, I think it makes sense in theory. Uh, I quite like it. There have been a bit more, I guess, structural changes. I mean, visually, it's a huge step up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the it looks great. Is, 
The Divine Mission is very shiny. You like walk up the steps when you're inside, and it's like those are reflections and the the sunlight coming through the glass and that kind of thing. It's always amazing to think because I was replaying Blood Money earlier this year, as I'm sure I bored you all with before. Uh, <laughs> it was still, an experience. <laughs> it still feels the same. Like the the soul of Hitman is still there, mm -hmm. and, and some moments when you're like shimmying, maybe a little bit awkwardly along the outside of the building, you're like. I could imagine doing this in Blood Money, but like it's amazing that it has this amount of gorgeous presentation. There's been a death at Thornbridge Manor. And so the second level I also wanted to talk briefly about, we have much less footage for this one because I don't know, that's what they said, is <laughs> uh, Dartmoor, which is like this uh, English country manor. Just, I put less time into this one, but it's probably one of my favorite levels of the entire trilogy, I think. Yeah, I, the elevator pitch for this one, since I've seen it played a few different times now, um, playable Knives Out? Is that, is that really off base? No, not at all. You've seen Knives Out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it's good. Well, yeah, so the, the, the idea of this one is, you don't have to play it this way in the slightest, mm -mm. but it's very, it's very pushed towards you as a possibility because like you're tracking down this lady and she's having like a, a fake funeral and like the entire like rich english family is like come home from like uh you know it, it is very knives out he there's like the the son with like spoiled son the, the sports son like the daughter-in-law like the annoying grandson and they've got this detective because the uh the lady's brother so like the grandson's granddad there's like you know three generations going on here uh died in his sleep and there's they suspect foul play and there's a detective like outside the gates and you can like follow him and like disguise as the detective and then there's like a whole separate system that uses the camera to like scan evidence and stuff and you actually go around and you, you talk to the family members and you like get their alibi get their opinion on what's going on and you get prompted to like find little nooks and crannies and secrets you can basically solve this whole murder and unravel this whole family conspiracy and it does provide you with some alternate ways of ending it that you might not have expected i'm not gonna you know spoil it yeah I was it grabbed like... me more than more than i thought and there's a bit more going on than you'd expect as well it's almost yeah. like playing this whole like different game within yeah. a game yeah right. like it's such it is a big shift but it still feels undeniably hit man but it's just I, it's really compelling uh it's i mean it's a pretty good indication for the rest of the game because i was hooked mm. by that level <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this manner and the grounds, and it kind of does play into the, the Hitman 3 theme that I got from those first two levels of like, the story kind of allows you to do some things that are quite different to Hitman. Like in the first mission, there's like a section, the Dubai mission, there's like kind of the idea that Lucas Gray wants to maybe confront these people before you mm -hmm. do your thing. And that, feel, you know, and then you punt them with an apple like I did. So good! Oh my god, that is my favorite like takedown. It's like she got Lucas get Gray being like, "I only came here to watch you to die, Agent Forty Seven, uh, and then like Oscar popped up as Agent Forty Seven, just finish it. Yeeted an apple mm. <laughs> uh, and knocked out one of them. The other guy was like, "Oh my god!" And it was yeah, just, it was such like sword at him. It was so good. It's such a slapstick kind of game. I think I do actually have footage of that. I'm allowed to share. Um, oh please! <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely this promise of like you can do these quite different things, and it's also interesting from sort of an IO interactive perspective as well because this is the end of the trilogy. What are they going to do next? They could maybe do a detective game. They are doing a James Bond game, you know, that kind of thing. The camera is kind of like a little 
more like a gadget, I guess. Mm. I mean, 47 has always had weird gadgets like exploding golf balls and yeah. rubber ducks. Um, and there's so the... can, you, can you can you take that that whole scanning the environment thing into other levels? Is that is that a new thing that you, you can, can do? take the camera into any oh, level? Sweet. Um, so so I'm... so do you reckon there'll be future levels where you can approach them in a different way to you would normally do in Hitman? Potentially. Um, I'm I haven't tried the camera that much in the previous levels, um, so I'm not 100 percent sure how that works. I think you're going to definitely just take photos. Mm. <laughs> yeah. At least. yeah. Um, I, I think some of the biggest changes are going to be with Hitman VR, which I've not gone hands-on with, but we did mm -hmm. just have a big talk with the with IO about what went into making VR. That almost sounds like it's making even bigger changes to previous levels because it's got this whole different physics system where you can like fling bodies around or like literally hide and shoot underneath desks and that kind of thing. What? So that sounds like great fun. Uh, but yeah, just to wrap up Dartmoor, like it's it's the english manor and like kind of some of the grounds and stuff and it. it does feel great to just walk around and like pick through the grass to find evidence and that kind of thing obviously there's completely different ways you can take on that mission as well uh, which i won't go into because but there's some pretty pretty wild ones as you'd expect like what i'm so struck by uh as with you know all of the games in this trilogy is like you would you would think it would be really easy to get overwhelmed by all, everything you could do, but um, throughout the series, uh, the developers done a really good job of being like, "Ooh, what's this over here? Here's a scavenger hunt over here. Like, follow that. Like, it's so much like it guides you without you without you feeling like you're you know kind of spoon fed what to do. It feels like, oh, I discovered mm. this. Now yeah, I'm the, following the story. The mission stories can really ease you in, and then like. Part of that process then you begin to learn the map and learn mm -hmm. things so you might be playing the detective mission and then you'll be like oh now i'm poking around i've noticed there's like a secret corridor between this room and that room and there's like a peephole and maybe i can like get you know get in and then hide and then mm. you know sort of jump out or something like that and it makes me really excited for the for the other levels in the game which i can't talk about but they promise a similar kind of it, it leaves it open with like the possibility space of how you will be coming in, into these missions based on the story. I, uh, I was just wondering because you mentioned, have you played the, the older levels in this in this new engine? Have you played? Have you gone yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, uh, it looks nicer. Um, you can take you, the new gadgets. Can you take the camera? Yeah, back? Yeah. You can take the camera. You can take so just like normal, like all the different mastery levels will unlock different tools, like the the lockpick Mark III and that kind of thing. And then you can take all those back. Uh, if you if you're starting a new save file on Hitman Three, you obviously don't have all of the gadgets from before. But you can then obviously, if you wanted to, you could go back to the Hitman One level, unlock like the electronic lockpick, move forward to Hitman Three, that kind of thing. Um, I haven't seen the full finished ps5 file size but uh, they have said on pc it's a smaller file size than hitman 2 even with all the levels or something so there's definitely some optimization that seems to have gone into the game i definitely like the premise of them carrying all those levels forward especially you know with the move to ps5 like everything will be on ps5 now i'm excited for what they do next i'm a bit disappointed that this trilogy is ending but like it had to end somewhere and i think yeah. from the first two levels i played uh, it's going to be very a very strong ending, I think. Do you, do you get a sense of where the ending's going? I well, because we we had a, I, we had a chat we had a chat we had a chat with the actor in the summer, and he he was he was courty about about what happens to Agent Forty Seven in this. I'm I'm honestly not sure. I thought I think so. I think I had a better idea of where it was going at the end of Hitman Two than I do two missions in to this. Ooh, that's interesting. Which I think is a good sign. 
there's definitely a lot going on. <laughs> um, and I really like how that how that story you feel. I think in Hitman Three more than the other Hitmen's, you feel um, you feel this presence of the story and what you're doing overall within the context of um, Hitman Two. Was actually I think did get a bit better about that, especially in uh, is it the A New Life mission or is that the Blood Money one, the yeah, Suburban think, mission? Yeah. Oh, the Suburban. The Suburban mission. Um, but it definitely continues to evolve and build on that, so you feel like the things you are doing in the mission have like story relevancy. I mean, Blood Money was like not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but Blood Money was very much like here's these random missions, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I felt a bit like that in Hitman One on PS4. I felt like mm. I was just playing through vignettes of awesome levels rather than a, a cohesive story. Yeah, I think that improved in Hitman Two, and I think it's improving more in Hitman Three. Or well, improving if that's what you want from the series, but I, I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely interesting and. It affects how you approach those missions, as I said, and that's one of the things I'm most excited about is seeing how how the story will demand you approach these missions. First off, it's definitely more interesting than Hitman always showing up, always in status quo mode. You know, mm. like a Blood Money, where he always shows up at the beginning of the mission. He's in his suit, or yeah. whatever. He's got all of his resources. Here, it's very much like Hitman might not have his resources. Well, Agent Forty Seven. I keep calling him Hitman. <laughs> he is the hitman so he is the him yeah i mean that's about it i wish i could uh you know tell you more than i'm allowed which i can't it, you know thinking about it puts a smile on my face and then that should tell you something yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's very much it so far it very much feels the same kind of like puzzle slash comedy game you know that you've come to know and love through the other entries in the series yeah uh, yeah at this point i've not played beyond the first two levels but i have played over like six hours of hitman 3 in in one way or another um i'm looking forward to to playing more finishing off and we're doing like a big review in the next issue uh i can't wait i can't wait uh, covering both the um the ps5 version and the vr version so that's yeah. that's sure to be good we've done a lot of coverage on the vr version before which i think might have been no this is the issue that's just about to be on sale like now ish um <laughs> time where, where we, yeah, we interviewed them about the process yeah so detail wise that's, that's, that's issue 184 on sale now okay on sale on sale 9th of feb issue 185 and have our final review <laughs> that'll be the review of both the ps5 version and how it plays on ps4 and the vr version so that's like a lot of content and then 184 the one on sale now ish uh, that's got a deep dive into how the VR version was made with, you know, IO Interactive. My first impressions of Hitman 3 then, in a word, good. <laughs> Is that all? In a sentence, what you'd, expect, what you'd expect from a third game, dot, 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 and maybe maybe more. <laughs> oh, wow. But in terms of in terms of a part three, what is it? Is it is it Godfather part three or is it, <laughs> is it Back to the Future part three? Hmm. What's your? Part I think three? it's very much The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, interesting. Um, well, that, that's well, that's that's controversial, isn't it? I've not played it? enough of the game to say for sure, but it feels like a Dark Knight Rises. You know, surprisingly, you know, I think the comparison works. I think you'll all see what I mean. Okay, right. that is a choice to make. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just being silly most of it. There's, there's, there's no Bane in the game that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, I know it. I wonder if they're going to sneak a little Bond in now at the end. Engine 47, your target is this Poshtoff. <laughs> <laughs>